1: Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and this week I have a meaty middle about how to write an apology. But first, I'm excited to remind you that I have a -a tip-a-day calendar this year. People have been asking me to do a calendar for more than a decade, and now there is one. It's available at all the online bookstores right now, and it's called The Grammar Daily. It would make a great gift for a teacher, writer, editor, or for yourself. So, go search your favorite bookstore for the Grammar Daily 2018 calendar. And now, on to apologies. Okay, let's admit it none of us really likes to apologize when we've done something wrong. In fact, the ways we avoid apologies are so common they've been given names there's the no apology, the unpology, and the faux apology, just for starters. And the hashtag sorry not sorry has trended for years. It's used to indicate a sardonic lack of shame, as in binge watching instead of cleaning house. Hashtag sorry not sorry. So, how do you write a good apology and avoid one that rings false? Let's start by talking about what not to do. First, avoid the if apology, it's probably the most common non apology. It can suggest oversensitivity, as in, I'm sorry if you were offended. It can imply that others weren't smart enough to understand your intentions, as in, I'm sorry if my remarks were taken out of context. And it can suggest that a perceived wrong might not have even occurred, as in, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. To avoid this, drop the if from your apologies and simply admit what you did. Instead of saying, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings, try, I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings. The that makes all the difference. Next, avoid the passive voice apology. Sometimes it's hard to admit when you're wrong. When that happens, we can subconsciously slip into the passive voice to give ourselves an out. I'm sorry I lost your keys becomes, I'm sorry your keys got lost… I'm sorry I backed into your car becomes I'm sorry your car got hit. This phrasing lets you acknowledge an offense while softening the fact that you're the one who did it. The most infamous version of the passive voice apology is mistakes were made. These three words have been used by politicians from Nixon to Reagan to Clinton. They'll surely be used again anytime politicos want to acknowledge a mess-up without admitting it's their fault. To fix this non-apology, use the active voice. Say clearly what you did. For example, I'm sorry the dishes didn't get loaded becomes I'm sorry I didn't load the dishwasher. I'm sorry there's dog pee on the floor becomes I'm sorry I forgot to let the dog out. Next, avoid the reverse apology. This one is particularly nasty. It takes a wrong and lays the blame for it at the feet of the accuser. Say you had a bad cold and sneezed on a good friend who justifiably yelled at you. You could say, I'm sorry I sneezed on you. Or you could say defensively, I'm sorry you're so sensitive to germs. Or imagine you ate all your roommate's Captain Crunch. You could say, I'm sorry I ate all of it. Or you could say, I'm sorry you're not very good at sharing. In the first case, you're admitting that what you did was wrong— In the second case, you're admitting what you did, but you're saying that the other person had no reason to take offense. To reframe a reverse apology, focus on what you did instead of how the other person reacted. I'm sorry you're so sensitive to cold becomes I'm sorry I left the window open all night. I'm sorry your allergies are so bad becomes I'm sorry I brought my dog to your house without asking. Finally avoid the florid faux apology this is the most ridiculous non-apology think i offer you my sincerest apologies or i deeply regret the events of that day to the core of my soul these non-apologies use language steeped in emotion and they may sound earnest at first blush but their overheated language makes you wonder if the speaker is sincere or is just trying really hard to sound sincere Here's a good rule of thumb. If your apology sounds like soap opera dialogue, rethink it, while you're at it cut out unnecessary words, which can dilute the real intention of your apology. For example, I offer you my sincerest apologies for mowing over your flowers would become I'm sorry I mowed over your flowers. Now that we have these faux apologies out of the way, let's talk about the right way to say you're sorry— Luckily, there's a foolproof template you can use, and the template's not a trick. If you follow it step by step, it helps you explain clearly what you did and understand how you affected someone else. Rather than having you fill in the blanks, it helps you find the words to say what you really mean. We got the idea for this template from Professor Aaron Lazar in his book On Apology. Dr. Lazar explains that a genuine expression of remorse should include these components— 1. Acknowledging the offense clearly. 2. Explaining it effectively. 3. Restoring the offended party's dignity. 4. Assuring them they're safe from a repeat offense. 5. Expressing shame and humility. And 6. Making appropriate reparation. This may seem like a little much if you're apologizing for a small offense, like eating the last of someone's ice cream— But we've found that the little offenses sometimes sting the most. Eating someone's ice cream becomes a proxy for how little respect you have for them, or how few boundaries you have, or how you're a taker and not a giver. Let's see how an apology template might work in this situation. We'll pair Dr. Lazar's advice with a sample sentence. Acknowledge the offense clearly. I did eat your ice cream. Explain it effectively. I got it out of the freezer last night after you went to bed. Restore the offended party's dignity. You deserve to be able to buy groceries and know they won't disappear the next day. Assure them they're safe from a repeat offense. I promise I won't do it again. Express shame and humility. I'm really sorry, and I feel bad about what I did. Make appropriate reparation. I'll go to the grocery store and get you a new gallon today, okay? Notice that this apology doesn't include a justification, such as, I only ate your ice cream because I was so hungry after working all night. Excuses like this make you feel better, but they don't mean much to your accuser and can even negate the impact of your apology. It's hard to do, but leave excuses out of your apology language. Here's another example of how the apology template might go. Acknowledge the offense clearly. I totally forgot to water your plants while you were out of town. Explain it effectively. I knew I needed to do it every day, and I just didn't. Restore the offended party's dignity. I know you love your garden, and you have every right to be furious with me for killing it. Assure them they're safe from a repeat offense. If you ever ask me to do anything again, I won't let you down. Express shame and humility. I feel horrible about what I did. I am sorry. And make appropriate reparation. Why don't we go to the nursery together, and I'll buy you all new plants. I'll help you get them into the ground, too. It's the least I can do. Remember, even a sincere apology might not be accepted right away— If that's the case, try to react with graciousness. You could say, Thanks for hearing me out. Or, I know you're still upset, but I appreciate you listening to me. Then, give the person time to consider what you've said and come to their own conclusion. Fortunately, to paraphrase Justin Bieber, it's often not too late to say you're sorry. And even if you really messed up, a thoughtfully worded apology can go a long way toward healing hurt feelings. That segment was written by Samantha Enslin, who runs Dragonfly Editorial. You can find her at dragonflyeditorial.com or on Twitter as dragonflyedit. Thanks to the people who left reviews this week, including Clunker, who is a language teacher in Taiwan, Crowlock, who used to listen in London and now listens in Norway, and Java, who listens while bumbling around her kitchen in South Carolina. She shared a funny story about placeholder names. In her family, they call flexible whisks hoobie-wabbers. It's like a placeholder name, but just for that one specific item, because she was cooking with a friend who asked her to pass the flexible whisk and said, pass the hoobie-wabber. Thanks also to longtime fan Mark, who listens on subway commutes from Brooklyn to Manhattan, Dick, who listens while commuting to his job for a Humboldt County nonprofit and Joven, who listens to the podcast on YouTube from the Philippines. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. Remember to look for my tip-a-day calendar, the Grammar Daily. You can find all my old articles and podcasts at quickanddirtytips.com, and I'm Grammar Girl on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. That's all. Thanks for listening.